So good to see you on this Wednesday night. Zephaniah 3.17, I'm going to read it from the New Living, says, For the Lord our God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. And then I love Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Jesus is speaking and he says, come unto me, all of you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. These scriptures, as I sure, I'm sure they do for you, bring such great peace and comfort in the day we're living. We are living in the end times. Matthew 24, we know many other scriptures, but Matthew 24 warns us, Jesus is teaching then as well about wars and rumors of wars. There's so many atrocities that are going on right now. People being murdered and tortured and uh, held hostage uh, by angry, bloodthirsty men under the leadership of leaders that are just want control and want more land in control. Sin is brazen. Hatred is spewed on the city streets. I don't know about you, but I find it a challenge just to drive on the highway now. Going along, there's nowhere to go. There's a car here, there's a car in front of you, and someone's on your tail 70, 80 miles an hour. Wanting to make just one car length ahead. Just, just angst and anger. There's no fear of God. There's no respect for parents. People are lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. It's, it is daunting to turn on the news. But I want to tell you that as a child of God, we can find comfort in the chaos. And there's a quiet confidence in knowing that God is in control and that we can rest in him. None of this takes him by surprise. None of it. So I want to speak over you tonight, rest in his presence. The psalmist declared in 16 and 11, you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. What intimate fellowship he calls us into to spend time and rest in his presence. He satisfies the longing soul. He restores the overwhelmed mind. And he revives the weary warrior. Have you ever been a recipient of God's rest and his peace, sure you have. And he's calling us into that rest tonight. I, I've been praying, even as I'm studying for this, that we would have a divine revelation of his presence, like the psalmist had in 139, where he says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and I dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there 
Your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall uphold me. Everywhere I go, God, you're there. Jeremiah put it in this context. Can a man hide himself in hiding places so I do not see him, declares the Lord? Do I not feel heaven and earth, declares the Lord? Can you hide anywhere? Aren't you grateful that even when we try to hide like Jonah did when he didn't want to go to Nineveh, God wanted to extend grace. He didn't want to go there, so he buys a ticket, jumps on a boat to go to Tarshish, that even there he could not outrun the presence of the God. God, it even says in the Bible that he was trying to flee the presence of the Lord. He couldn't outrun God. God pursues us always. I'm so grateful. The psalmist said in 23 and 4, even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even when I'm going through the dark night of the soul, even when I'm in silent seasons and it feels like God is not hearing, even there your presence is with me and I will fear no evil because your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We can rest in the presence of God tonight. When you look over in Psalms 138, it says, though I Walk in the midst of trouble, you will preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. God is omnipresent. He is everywhere all the time. He's not limited to time and space. He is the one that created the universe, so he's above all things, and he holds all things in his hands. I love that old song. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. Don't you love that? His divine presence encompasses the whole of the universe. There's nowhere that we can go that his presence is not there. When you look in Colossians 1, 16 and 17, these are scriptures that for some reason over the past couple of years, I just, there's some scriptures that I'm continually drawn back to. And these are some of those scriptures where it says, for by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are in earth, the visible and the invisible, the things I can see and the things that I can't see, whether they're thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And all things consist because of him. When you, John Stange said this, it's wise, healthy, and a sign of spiritual maturity to become gradually more conscious of the presence of God. I believe we make much healthier decisions in life when we're aware of God's presence with us, it's when it becomes heightened. Typically, as we foster the spiritual, spiritual discipline of prayer, our awareness of God's presence with us grows. We talk to him because he's near. We listen to him because he's near. We visibly observe his miraculous intervention in our lives because he is near. 
Our hearts find peace because he is near. When we read through the scriptures, we find as we walk in his precepts, his presence is made known even in a deeper way to us. Jesus is teaching over in John 14 and 15, and he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father to send you another helper that he may abide with you forever. He'll be the spirit of truth. The world cannot receive him because it doesn't know him, but you know him because he dwells with you and will also be in you. We're talking about resting in the presence of God, that he's with us at all times. When you look on over in verse 21 in the same chapter, Jesus teaches again about his abiding presence. He said, he who has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and will manifest myself to him or man Make myself known. Do you know it's the heart of God? It is the heart of God that his children know him personally and intimately. Not just as, not just as Savior that he saved us from death and sin and hell and the grave, but as Lord, that he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother, that he's one that'll be with us at all times. He wants us to have fellowship with him and he wants us to rest in his presence, his tangible presence. When we go through difficult places, we can rest in the fact that his presence is with us. The psalmist said, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and he saves those that are crushed in spirit. When we're going through difficult places, he is near to us. He is near to those that are broken. When we go through and lose a family member, it is difficult and it is hard. Just today, my dad sent me these pictures of my mom's grave and he takes beautiful care of it and he's planted these roses. My mom loved flowers and he sent me these pictures. And, and, and today, it, it was a little sting in my heart because I really, really miss my mom. But I'm so thankful that I can rest in God's presence. And I know that I'm in his presence here and she's in his presence there and one day we'll be reunited but until then there is something about resting in God and letting him lavish his love on us Bailey Hurley said when we remember God's presence goes with us and before us we can find comfort in any circumstance you know I teach this a lot I tell you this a lot you know this, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. To me, there's something powerful about the body of Christ 
speaking the word together out loud. There's just something about it that I feel like feels the atmosphere, floods the atmosphere. There's something about it when we not only hear the word coming from someone else's mouth, but with our own mouth we open and we begin to declare what the word says. So tonight, there's a couple of scriptures that I want you to just say along with me. Romans 8 and 11 is a scripture that I that I say a lot tonight, I want us to read it out of the New Living Translation. And um, I want us to read that together because it brings so much insight to his presence and that we can find rest. Are you ready? The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. That same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you, giving life to your mortal body, helping you through every circumstance, bringing comfort when you need it, bringing wisdom when you need it, bringing courage when you need it, bringing help when you need, whatever you need, the Spirit of God lives in you to help you. So I say to you, rest in Him. His presence is tangible. Now I want you to read with me Psalms 36, 7 and 8. I love these verses. Are we ready? How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the rivers of your pleasure. Isn't that beautiful? He satisfies the longing soul. I hope you grab that tonight. In Exodus 33, God's people were in the desert. God had told them to leave Sinai. When you look back in 32, they had built the golden calf and had worshipped it while, while Moses was on the mountain getting the Ten Commandments. And we know all of that that transpired. Um, and so now God is telling them that he's not going to go with them, but to get up and go, to head toward the promised land, he's going to send an angel with them. And Moses' heart is grieved because he's a friend of God and he knows that they won't be successful without God's presence like they would be. He knows it still will be hard at times, but there's something about walking through things with God's presence. So he begins to intercede on behalf of the people and asking God to reveal the next step and, and asking God to go with them on this journey. And God heard Moses' prayer. And in Exodus 33, 14, he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. When you can walk in the presence of God, you will find rest for your soul. He didn't promise them that it was going to be easy. He didn't say you're not going to have trials or you may not encounter some hard things, but he said, I'll go with you and I'll give you rest in the midst of it. And that's what he promises us today. We know, according to the word, that life is a few days of trouble. We know that we're not always going to have sunshine, but we know who goes with us and who's going to help us through every day. Uh, Tyler sent me this song 
this week. I love this when this happens uh, that goes right along with God's presence. And it says it's called In the Room by Maverick City. I'm not forsaken, never alone. The God of heaven calls me his own. He's not just seated upon the throne. I know he's right here inside my home. Here in my heart and in my weakness, it won't depart. I have a savior who will abide. He's not just with me me. He lives inside. And then it goes on and said, just go ask Daniel if our God will bring you out and he will testify. He shut the lion's mouth. Go ask those three Hebrew boys. If he'll stick by your side, they will identify the fourth man in the fire. And then it said, he's in the room. If I search the heavens high, he's there. If I search the earth below, he's there. If I make my bed in hell, he's there. No matter where I go, he's there. Where can I run from his spirit? He's there. Where can I go from his presence? He's there. Even in the deepest depths, he's there. No matter where I go, he's there powerful song. I want to encourage you to not only rest in his presence, but rest in his peace. I want the words of Jesus. I'm praying that the words of Jesus from John 14 and 7, 27 will resonate within you tonight. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I love how the New Living says it. I'm leaving with you a gift of peace, a peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Isn't that powerful? He echoes it again in John 16, 33. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you're going to have trouble. But he said, but take heart because I have overcome the world. That is such a powerful, powerful promise to us tonight. I don't know about you, but it's difficult sometimes not to get anxious in the present circumstances that we're in, that we're surrounded with. Uh, we're living in times of great uncertainty. It's perilous times that Paul told his spiritual son Timothy would come. We're, we're living in those days, right? I believe we're in the last days. I believe we could very well usher in the rapture of the church and then go right in once we're out of here into the tribulation period. If you look in the word, it is all lining up. And we need to have our house in order. But I want to tell you, we can also have peace in the midst of uncertainty and in the midst of the storm because he has overcome the world. And I say to you tonight, rest in his peace. I rest in his peace. To be anxious means to be troubled. It means to be apprehensive or worried or disturbed or having anxiety that causes uneasiness. It's a state of perplexity and foreboding. God knew that we would need reminded. He knew that we as humans would struggle with this in our lifetime because we are flesh and blood. So he sent us a reminder in Philippians 4 and, 8, 4 and 6, 
not to be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And then what's going to happen? He said, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's why sometimes we have to take our thoughts captive because our thoughts will, I don't know about your thoughts, but sometimes my thoughts will be all over the place. And you can overthink things and overanalyze things till you get all up in yourself and all up in the flesh and all out of whack and all out of balance. And you have to bring those thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ and to begin to refuel your mind on what God promised, on what he said, what he's done before. He has a very good track record. He's very good at keeping his promises and keeping his word. And you bring your thoughts into captivity and when you do that and you begin to think on things that are true and just and right, you find this peace that passes all understanding, begins to wrap you like a warm blanket. It's, it's indescribable. I don't understand how God does it. I don't understand how when you're going through some of the hardest seasons of your life or you're going through great loss, you're going through a great trial, and you should be just all out of whack and on the floor and just out of control, and here you are held together. And you feel the power and the presence of God. The only thing it is, is God's supernatural provision of peace that is overshadowing in that moment. And I need to look you in the eye tonight and tell you to rest in peace. Because God has it in control. He has overcome the world. And he's still on the throne. He's still mighty to save and mighty to heal. I love this right now in Psalms 418. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. You know the word says he will neither slumber nor sleep. So there's really no need for us staying up all night too. Because he's got it. He's got it in control. There's an old song that I want you to sing with me. We're doing some older songs tonight. Hope that's okay. Let's just sing this. Peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray. In fathomless billows of love. Psalms 37 and 11 says, But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Not just a trickle, but the abundance of peace. Lastly, I want to say this to you. Rest in his providence and in his provision. Not only rest in his presence and in his peace, 
but in his providence and in his provision. When you look over in Psalms 24, 1 and 2, it says the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and all who live in it, for he founded it upon the seas and he established it upon the floods or upon the waters. When you look at Psalms 103, 19, it says the Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his sovereignty rules over all. Hebrews 1 and 3 said he upholds the universe by the word of his power. The God who created the universe with just his words and he holds it in the palm of his hands is our God. Everything, I want to say this again, everything that is happening right now is in his control and under his sovereign rule and reign. He is the God that has everything in control. We can trust him tonight with everything that concerns us. He has our future secure. We know what? We know we win. We know we win. We may have some battles, but we know that he's already made an open show of the enemy on the cross. We know he's already defeated death, hell, and the grave. We know that though there may be some things that we have to go through, that one day we're going to step from this life, either by the rapture or by the way of the grave, we're going to step from this life, and we're either going to be raptured out in the twinkling of an eye, or we're going to step into glory, into the presence of God, our future in Christ is secure so we can rest in his providence knowing that he has everything in control how many of you remember that old song I know who holds tomorrow the 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 course of that says many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand but I know who holds tomorrow and I know who holds my hand he is with us at all the time Jesus is teaching over in Matthew 6. He begins to ask a series of questions that are worth pondering and considering. He says, he, he begins to talk to, to those gathered there. And he says, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? And he said, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they are? Which of you by worrying can add one cubic to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Therefore, do not, worry, do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But what does he say? But seek ye first the kingdom of God, you can say it with me, and his righteousness and all these things 
shall be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Now I want to say this to you as I'm getting ready to close out this service. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't walk in wisdom. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't have a savings account and plan for things that are ahead or have um, a retirement fund. We don't know when Jesus is coming. We're still to walk in wisdom. We need to pay our bills and have good credit because that's integrity. We need to keep our seed in the ground of tithes and offerings because we know that as long as the earth remains, there's gonna be seed time and harvest. And when you have your seed in the ground, there may be a famine going on, but God will do what God has to do to take care of you. I had a man tell me one time, he could he starved out other pastors he would starve us out and I looked at him in the face and I said you won't starve me out you're going to be cursed if you don't give your tithe but you won't starve me out my seed's in the ground and because my seed's in the ground if God has to send me down to the fishing hole and him put coin in the fish's mouth to take care of me and my family he's going to take care of me and my family my confidence is not in you we need to rest in the providence and the provision of God keep our seed in the ground prepare for tomorrow we know Jesus is coming that doesn't mean that we stop living we still buy a house we still do the things that we know to do. We still gather with family. We still gather with church. We still live our life. We still represent God well, but we live and do everything to the glory of God, whether we eat or whether we drink. It's all for the glory of God. But while we're here, we're gonna rest in his presence. We're gonna rest in his peace and we're gonna rest in his providence and his provision because he has it all in control. I want you to stand with me this evening. Psalms 46 says, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. We've learned from his word that there's nowhere we can go from his presence. We've learned that he's overcome the world, that we can walk in peace, that he's in control. Now here's the powerful question that confronts us tonight out of Jeremiah 30, 21. Who is he? Who is she that will draw near to me, declares the Lord. You can't hide. You can't go anywhere. I'm here. I'm reaching out in my presence is fullness of joy and at right, my right hand is pleasures forevermore. I want to fellowship with you. That's what God's saying tonight. I want to hold you close. You are in the palm of my hand, but I want to manifest myself to you. I want you to know just how close I am. I want you to know that everything that concerns you concerns me. If I clothe the lilies of the field, will I not take care of you? If I provide, are you not part of that provision? Will I not comfort you when you're sorrowing? I see you. I know where you are. 
I know what you're dealing with. I know what you're going through. And I love you, says the Lord. I want to minister to you. I want to minister to you tonight, says the Lord. He loves you with an everlasting love. He wants to make himself tangible to you in this moment. He wants you to leave out of here feeling like a warm blanket is wrapped around you and that he's got you, that he's not forsaken you. That even in the things we don't understand, he's going to cause it to work for our good and his glory because he's God.